What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Love and the Bug. I'm Rianne. And I'm Sammy. And we've been friends for over 20 years. When COVID-19 pandemic began, we decided to get our heads together and find out from friends how they were really coping in this awful pandemic. We were especially interested in how it was affecting their relationship. So we thought we'd get a few of them together and interview them. They're all of similar age, but all with very different stories and experiences. We hope you enjoy it. Josh is a 25-year-old nurse who's been working on the front line in some of London's hospitals during the pandemic. We talk about the initial anxieties of his family and his partner Scott and how his beloved dogs have seen him through. Enjoy. So I am Josh Sharman. I uh, live in London and I'm a registered nurse. Amazing. Thank you, Josh. Let's all clap for Josh. So where are you working at the moment, Josh? Um, so uh, I left uh, full-time clinical nursing a couple of years ago and have been teaching at a university within London. Um, so I mainly teach clinical skills, which I have uh, st- still been doing full-time. But obviously, um, over the last couple of months, I've been doing a lot more clinical stuff um, at St Thomas's Hospital. Oh, wow. Um, other hospitals in London as well. Um, so I've been doing some agency stuff, so just been going um, out to Kingston on a couple of occasions, working at the Royal London, um, so a number of different hospitals, so seeing um, different things. What's your experience been regarding COVID in hospitals? Um, so initially it was um, a bit of a worry, um, even for myself really, I've never really been scared of working but when this all first came out I remember my first shift I was really quite anxious about what it was going to be like I think it's been very different um I've not been working full-time clinically so while I've been working most weekends I've kind of been able to have a break so it's definitely been more bearable for me than it has been for a lot of my colleagues um but it has seemed to have developed um day on day so each day I've gone back it's been very different compared to the previous ones Um, and I've worked in different areas as well so again it's just been different experiences initially it was pretty hideous at the peak um, but since then things have got um, a lot better I mean the last shifts that I've just done over uh, last night and the night before um, were by far um, the best out of this whole whole of this crisis so um hopefully things are moving in the right direction um things are a lot more stressful staff are being able to recuperate a little bit um so yeah josh that's that's amazing frontline in st thomas's in london like holy wowzers um so like what's the word on the street so when you first went in and you're chatting with your colleagues and everyone's a bit like oh what's this covid stuff you know was it all just, were you all just going, oh, Christ, we've never done this kind of, like, 
what were you all thinking? What was the initial yeah, impression? So, um, initially, it was really, it was really weird. The, like, like I said, I'd never really been scared of going to work before, and I don't know, I don't know if I, if I was scared or whether it was just um, uh, anxiety about the unknown. Looking back on it now, everybody at the start of this pandemic was nobody really knew what to expect from it at all, um, and I think. Everybody was very anxious. If I was to get sick, would I be able to be cared for? Would there be somewhere for me to go if I am sick? I think that was all the anxiety at the, at the start. Um, yeah, so what's your, what's your relationship status? Where are you living? And was there risk of um, like your partner getting... Yeah, so, I, so yeah, I'm, I'm with a partner um, living with uh, him and two dogs throughout all of this. So I have been very, very worried about it. I mean, again, I felt like it has been, it's been okay. I mean, everywhere that I've worked, I've been, so I've been working in the HDUs and ITUs quite a bit. So I've always been offered scrubs. So I've been able to like take clothes there, change out of them and then do the opposite on the way back. So um, I know that other colleagues have had to like take their uniform home um, and be washing the stuff at home, which was um a lot less anxious for me to do um yeah. but just making sure when i got back that um i cleaned everything that i touched i got in the shower before i did anything um but yeah i have i have been worried about it again that was one of the initial worries that has got better over time um but yeah i was very anxious about passing it around um even not just between uh, me and my partner but also then I think I was then very anxious about going outside as well and then passing it on to other people. Yeah. Um, and again, that's got a little bit better over time and I've been able to manage that a little bit more. But um, I was definitely questioning my morals at the start of this going, oh my God, should I be going out? Is, is it fair for me to go? Like I said, I've got two dogs. So I was even questioning whether it's safe for me to go out walking the dogs. Is that fair that I go and do that? Um, so yeah, it was just all the uncertainty, which I think has affected a lot of people and will continue to affect people. I'm hoping now, because we know a little bit more as to where we stand, what it actually is, how we do manage it, that things are gonna get a little bit better with it, even if there is this second wave, supposedly. Um, the only thing that I worry about with the second wave is that staff morale in this hospital has definitely been, in all hospitals, has been damaged. And I don't know if we've got mm. the courage to continue to go through another wave that could potentially be worse than this one. Yeah. Um, but at least there is the less uncertainty around it and we kind of can just put on our PPE and get on with it. Yeah, you kind of know what to expect now and you yeah. can be prepared for it, unlike yeah. last time where it was just came out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Josh, as a nurse, um, when you go outside and you see people blatantly flouting the rules, which is what you see quite often, especially in big yeah. cities, do you just want to punch them? Like, how do you feel? Do you, do you just want to say, I have um, gotten off a 12 hour shift and seen some absolutely horrendous things. What are you doing? So I've been pretty, I have to admit, I've been pretty laid back by it. Um, I'm usually quite laid back by most things anyway. And I've, I've kind of just always, um, always taken the stance that people can make their own decisions. I'm not going to question uh, people as to what they want to do. Um, we know what's going on throughout all of this. And if people have been going out and abusing those rules, then I think that's their own morals that, uh, morals that they've got to question, really. Um, 
so I really haven't been that bothered about it. I know my partner Scott, on the other hand, has been a police officer and questioning <laughs> everybody who's been going out. We've what are you doing out? Why haven't you got yeah. your exercise gear on? How long have you been here? It's <laughs> really officious. We have as well. We're awful. We are awful people when we go outside. <laughs> so and that's the only time that I've been stressed about it because my partner Scott's been policing the whole of our street. Um, <laughs> saying, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort this out. I'm going to do something about this. And I've just been like, just leave it. Just leave people to it. Like I said, people are adults. I'm sure the guys at number nine have been out three times already yeah, today. That was, <laughs> that was exactly Scott. That was Scott. So that's the only time that I've been stressed, really. But um, I know that people have been um, not happy about it. And I completely understand. Um, I've just been trying to be a little bit more relaxed about this situation. There's no point in me kind of trying to control things that I can't. And like I said, if people want to go out and abuse it, then that's their own morals that they've got to question really and they need to have words with themselves. And that's what I've kind of left it to. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think there's a, a lot of it. It just needs common sense and people need yeah. to make their own decisions and decide if they're willing to risk their own health or if there's yeah. a potential that they might be going to have to see somebody who's more vulnerable and could pass it on then. It, you know people have to make their own decisions to a certain extent yeah. i think it hasn't helped that the advice has been so contradictory yeah. all the way through and, and so vague so you know so people are going to interpret these things in yeah. very different ways so i think it's tricky you never know people's circumstances as well i've always been quite acutely aware living in london i don't know what situations people are living in mm -hmm. and actually for myself if i if i was living in a flat share in a small one bedroom house where i'd usually been out going to work all the time um i actually don't know myself whether i would have been one of those people that may have been out two or three times in the day just because i needed that escape um, and again, you just don't know what people's situations are. Mental health, obviously, throughout this is something that we need to be um, acutely aware of and trying mm. to manage. And although the rules strictly were only going out for one hour a day, again, you just don't know people's circumstances and what actually stress they're under. Um, we've all heard about the domestic violence situations that have been going on Absolutely, as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've kind of just been sat back from it and just allowed people to make their own decisions. So... Josh, how has your mental health been? And, and Scott's, uh, so this is probably two questions, but how have you coped yeah, with it? Um, so I actually feel, feel like I've coped quite well. Um, there hasn't been a stage throughout this where um, I felt like I've been losing control in any way or I felt like my mental health has been affected by it. Um, I think, and this is something that I've said to my friends when we've been talking about this, I think this is something that may, that we may see affecting people for a good few years and we don't necessarily see the effects until all this is over and we've been able to sit down and properly reflect on what has happened. So I don't want to say that I haven't been affected because um, I, I may have been, but throughout all of this, both me and Scott have been able to work together and uh, manage our way through this situation. Um, he's been quite often uh, working in the lounge, for example. I've been working in the bedroom, uh, doing things. So um, we've kind of found a routine, which I think was really important. I would go out running in the mornings. Scott would go out running in the evenings. 
Um, and I think that routine to us has been quite important as well. And I have to admit, unfortunately, I know a lot of people don't have dogs, but the dogs have literally been um, a lifesaver, being able to spend time with the dogs, um, who usually I don't see Monday to Friday, nine till five. Having that time that I've been able to spend with them, um, yeah, has been, has been amazing from my perspective. But I know that a lot of people don't have dogs and don't have that. Um, I think dogs up and down the country are going to find it really tough when we all go back to work and they're yeah. left for this hours on end. Especially, especially one of my uh, dogs, Alfie, um, the younger boy, who is definitely a lot more clingy, clingy than the uh, independent girl who would just go and do her own thing. <laughs> Alfie is like my little shadow following me around. Oh, you're um, I am definitely a lot of anxiety about what's going to happen when we go back. Yeah. Um, I've, we, I, in my house, we've got two dogs and they're already getting major separation anxiety if we go out without them or we're just not around for 10 minutes or something. And it's, it's a bit worrying. I'm more worried yeah. about their mental health than ours. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be ringing the NHS line. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Have God. you noticed that um, with with both of you being at home, with you and Scott being at home and stuff, obviously you've been out to hospitals a lot, but yeah. um, the the increased time that you're spending at home together, has that put any kind of strain on your relationship or has it made you closer? Or like you said, um, you've kind of worked out quite a good routine where you've worked around yeah. each other. But so I, th I, I think it's probably made us closer. Um, oh, that's nice. Again, I've been, I've been, I have been quite lucky being able to go to work um, and have that time where we've both been able to have a bit of a break. So I do think that that has made a difference, um, especially with me working on the weekends. It's meant that Scott's been able to stay here. Um, we both tend to watch different things on TV. So the days that I've been at work, for example, he can just put on TV and do what he wants. So I do think that that's been a real help. Um, it may have been a different situation if we were completely with each other. Um, so yeah. I was actually quite thankful that I could go out and work because I think that was a real, really good break for me. Um, but no, I think we, we it has brought us to, uh, it has brought us together and made us a little bit stronger. Um, so yeah. But like when you, when you get home, Josh, and you, I've done this so many times where I've had a tickle in the back of my throat or I've I feel a bit hot. I'm like, oh my god, I've got it, I've got it. Um, have you had moments of that thinking oh my god what if I bring it home what's what's going to happen um yeah so there was um so I do probably think that I did have it so I did have a cough that lasted for about a week oh. um at the start of all of this so um what so I think the main lockdown weekend um the Monday so I didn't work that weekend um and then that Monday the first day of the lockdown um, or was it Wednesday, first day anyway, I then had a cough that lasted for seven days. So we were isolating for 14. Um, so yeah, it was, um, yeah, so I did think I did have it. Um, but again, I was uncertain. I only had a cough. Scott has shown no symptoms at all. Um, so I don't know if we had to have it. Was it, was it just a cough? I was definitely at the time wondering. Um, what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. 
Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Um, what it was. Um, but after that, I've just kind of um, tried not to think about it too much. I know that's easier said than done. Um, but yeah, I've not, I've not felt really at any point that I've been overwhelmed with the with the anxiety around it. But I know, again, a lot of people have, and it's been really difficult, um, especially for people that already have existing health anxiety. It must have been pretty um, pretty awful to have this extra load put on you and worry. Um, so yeah, I do completely understand that. Again, I think because I've worked in infectious diseases before, um, I felt that as long as um, PPE has been available, which I do have to admit it has been for me, um, I felt pretty safe um, in my, my own situation. Like whenever I've been working, I've always cleaned the space that I've been in before I've been working in it. Um, and that has been more at the forefront of my mind. And that's calmed a lot of the anxieties for me, knowing that I'm doing everything correctly. Um, I'm not going to be at risk. Um, but yeah, there was definitely when I came in, I've got some anti-back wipes. Everything is anti-backed. Um, the shower, the shower, my routine when this all first started, I was even washing the shower after I'd been in it, like picking Bless everything you. up, putting it on a 90 degree wash because I, I, oh. I was worried that it was going to stick in the washing machine and um, yeah, all of these things. But again, it has got a little bit better and definitely while I am very still conscious of it and um, the 90 degree washes aren't happening anymore, everything's all going on to a 40. I'm not washing the shower down, especially when I come back off at night, because that took me about half an hour while I was still half That's asleep cute. to try and wash the shower down with bleach and everything. So, um, so yeah, I think things have got a little bit better. So, yeah. Was there ever a time where Scott um, almost didn't want you to go to work or were there questions around whether it was safe for you to go? Was, it, was he ever, um, kind of questioning that and sort of saying I'm not sure you should go so initially there was um there was a little bit of and I think the same the same was for me as well there was there were questions as to whether it is it is safe for me to be doing it and I Scott did say to me on a couple of times because I only work bank um he was like oh you don't have to do it um yeah. I was like I feel like I have to do it um and I want to do it um again he's quite laid back as well and it's never got to the point um and I, if, if he didn't want me to work, then I would completely respect that. And going forward, um, one of my anxieties is, so Scott's mum's in her 80s. Um, one of my worries is that if I do continue to work through this, I've got to be very aware that if Scott wants to spend time in, with his mum, um, I don't want to put myself in any situation, whether it be me working um, whether it be going out with friends, for example, anything like that, I wouldn't want to put myself in a situation whereby I could potentially make his mum ill at a time when it is suitable for him to be seeing her. So that's the only real, uh, real worry that I've got going forward that I may just have to take some time off just so that Scott can spend some time with his mum and not expose us. But um, I then am also aware that uh, that is something that i'm very lucky to be able to do and a lot of people can't um yeah so yeah just the just the way about going it so <laughs> yeah your family must be so worried about you 
Um, yeah, so uh, my my mum throughout all of this um, has definitely been the main warrior in my life, um, as as mums always do. Um, so I was going to work uh, last night, and like I was saying, I was working on a, a HDU, which all of the HDUs pretty much uh, are COVID related anyway. A few of them aren't now, but um, she was like, "Oh, are you working? Where are you working tonight?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, working St Thomas's on HDU." She was like, "Is it COVID?" I was like, yes, mum, like it was last night. So I just don't understand. Why did they have to keep putting you there? Why did they keep putting you there? <laughs> oh, bless her. Oh, that's pretty awful. Um, yeah, uh, and I'm always reassuring, and I completely understand those, uh, understand those worries. But um, yeah, my mum's been worried about all of this, especially initially as well, again, when the uncertainty was around as to what this actually was. Um, so I was trying not to tell my mum, but um, she's on Find My Friends, so I share locations with her. So while I didn't tell her, I know oh full God. well, because she set it up so that she gets notifications for every time I leave the house as well. So I just get a phone call at like two o'clock when I was working at the Royal London. She was like, you didn't tell me that you're in a hospital today. I was like, well, I didn't want to make you worry about it. I was like, everything's fine, don't worry. Have you got PPE? Like, yes, mum, I've got PPE. Please don't worry, please don't worry. I love worry. her, I love her. That'd be the mum yeah. I'd be. Be like, what are you doing, what are you doing? What a legend. Yeah, my dad then very much like me, so very laid back, not really asked many questions about it, just, like, you're all right, yeah. son. Yeah, good day, good. son. Good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Polar opposites with my parents, completely. Oh, it's lovely. Tell us about your relationship with Scott. How long have you been together? How did okay. you meet? Um, so we met through a friend um, and we got together in 2016. Um, so I think four years in March we were together. Um, so yeah, we've been together for quite a while. We're now living together with our two little babies, the dogs. Um, so yeah, met through a friend uh, and then haven't really been apart since, since we first met actually. Um, so I just qualified uh, at the point when we were just getting together. Um, and I went and lived in St Tom Thomas's Hospital for about nine months before then I actually moved in. So oh, yeah. You don't muck about? No, no, not at all. Oh. Well, when you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. And Josh, just like a story from the ward, there must be, because we hear so many awful things, like give us a story of a, a positive, I don't know, patient, someone that you didn't think would make it, or you must have a few of those yeah. up your sleeve. Um, so I have got one story, which was... Um, probably been the one of the hardest things and also the highlight of uh my career um and i have to be careful with with what i say here because i think even i'll well up as well and i want to protect the confidentiality of the patient but um mm -hmm. so i was working in an intensive care unit in kingston and this was pretty much at the height of the pandemic um and i was looking after a um, young lady in her 20s um, who was a brittle asthmatic, so um, basically he's got quite a severe form of asthma and had had a COVID-related exacerbation of asthma and had been intubated. She'd been in intensive care multiple times with her asthma anyway. Um, but uh, 
she'd got better and the shift that I was working she was decannulated so um, quite often in intensive care when people have been intubated for a weaning process trying to get them off a ventilator put a hole into their neck and um, it's called a tracheostomy and when you decannulate someone you essentially take that tracheostomy out and you allow them to use their upper airway so that they can breathe for themselves. Um, she was also registered blind and had an awful lot of anxiety as well she had quite a lot of existing uh, comorbidities going on um, so thankfully she got to the point where she could uh, be decannulated and one of the hardest things was her dad was in Spain um, at the time and couldn't get back um, and you still couldn't have visitors coming in to see them anyway but um, her mum had actually written her a letter for the day that she was decannulated um, and I had to read it out to her um, oh. She was in tears, I was in tears, which I'm usually like pretty much got a heart made of stone. Um, I don't really usually get upset by anything like this. Um, but I had to read this quite long letter out to her and she'd given her a present that was a, a little toy that was pretty much just sensory. It's a knitted, knitted little toy that had got little things over it so she could feel it. But I had to read the letter to from her mum out to her that was all talking about hope wanting her to carry on, make sure that she's still fighting. Um, oh. So that was, that was really, really difficult. Um, but then I went back and I actually found out that she was then stepped out onto the board and had been discharged um, within a couple of days following the tube coming out of her neck. So um, that was a really, really special moment. And it's probably been the only time in my career that I can think of where I was actually, I mean, I've worked in palliative care before, done all of that. I can speak to family members in difficult situations, but that really did, that was really, really difficult actually trying to, um, trying to get the courage to be able to read that out to her in a way that did her mum justice in the way that she was writing it was um, a really, really special moment for me. And obviously her being a young girl, she was the same age as me. Um, I think that just added some extra pressure as well. Yeah. Oh. I want yeah. to cry now as well. I wouldn't be able to cope with stuff like that. I'd be in absolute pieces. I yeah. Um, Josh, knowing like you've obviously seen life and death um, more than most people. What, what would you share with people that you've learned from this whole thing? Like if you were prime minister for the day or if you could share a really piece of useful information or something that has really hit you during this crisis what would it be if you can think of anything so i think the thing that um, i have learned and i will uh take away from this is uh good health um i think as a society we need to start looking after ourselves a lot better um unfortunately um people's existing conditions like diabetes obesity um have caused a lot of people to not survive this and I think going forward um, public health needs to be on the very forefront of what we do when we're trying to think about things like health promotion for example um, looking after yourself um, is really really important uh, and there's a reason uh, that we need to be looking after ourselves more in these types of situations um, so I've been very very mindful of um, that as a society I don't think that we've been helping people enough to make those right decisions and inform them enough um, as to the decisions that they should be making it's kind of been very much all oh, if someone gets diabetes we will we will treat it 
rather than thinking about how we can prevent it in the first place. So I'm really hoping that that's something that we continue to take forward. I think even as healthcare professionals, we need to be um, offer a lot more uh, a lot more advice around decisions that people are making, and also not to be um, and be more direct with it as well. I think in the past we've been very much. You know, these are the decisions that you that you can be making. And I just don't think we've made people aware is the type of the effect that things can have on the body if they if they're not looking after themselves in a way. So I hope that going forward that that's something that we continue um, continue to do. And I think for myself, that's definitely something that I'm going to try and make more people aware of that looking after yourself um, is really important. Fantastic. Yeah, I think diet. Um it is just about education. So many people yeah. don't actually know how to cook or where fresh food comes from. They're just so used to processed man-made food and they have absolutely no idea that yeah. how much damage it's doing to them. And, yeah. it, and it, isn't, it isn't necessarily that they don't want to, it's just they, they literally don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you say, it's just about educating people and um, making it easy for them as well to just it's amazing how many people now are exercising during lockdown that weren't before i mean that's been a, that's been a major positive hasn't it like everyone's out doing yoga and running yeah, I, know. And I really hope i really hope that that continues i really yeah. do i don't want to in any way shape or form go back to the life that we were living before um yeah so yeah i do i do hope that that uh that continues to change and it's going to be something that i'm definitely uh, going to try and change going forward um so yeah you're so inspiring you're brilliant you are and you can't it's criminal you. that you look that good on three hours sleep because <laughs> you're still young joshy you wait <laughs> you wait till you get to my age love <laughs> You are scrumptious, Josh. I am so cannot wait to squeeze you and Scott so badly. Well, thank you, thank you ever so much for talking to us, Josh. It's been an absolute pleasure. I think thank you're, you, an, you're a legend. And thank you for everything you've been doing so far and everything it sounds like you're going to continue doing. It's um, well, thank you. very, very inspirational. Um, I do want to say, say thank you to, the, uh, to everyone, really, really, that's been clapping. Um, every Thursday night, um, I think that has made it a real, really, a real difference to the morale of uh, staff, um, and that has been pretty changing to see that it's kept everybody going. I think the general public has really kept all of the staff going and continuing to fight this. So um, I think everybody's played a real big part in this. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Wonderful. Thank you, Josh. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, sweetheart. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Check out the next episode for another one of our amazing mate stories. See you next time. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.